Hello and welcome back to The Lure of a Trader, Chapter 6. Hello, Mr. Hale. Dr. Tory's voice was surprisingly calming. Please, as we start this first meeting, I want you to understand that it will not provide miracles. Mental health is a journey. <laughs> I'm not that delusional. Zack scoffed. Copper snapped at him. Be nice. That's good. Dr. Tory shifted in his chair, the stiff leather groaning under the weight change. Many expect to feel brand new after their first consultation. Now, here's what I would like to do today. I'd like to learn about the issues you're struggling with in daily life, as well as the event that caused your blindness. Zack sat forward, running a shaky hand through his hair. It was too long. He needed to get it cut. He released a deep sigh and began talking about his current health concerns. It was easier than talking about the past. I've, uh, I've noticed that I deal with stress or anxiety and unhealthy and, un and life-threatening ways. Admitting it aloud to a complete stranger was hard. He found himself stammering and sighing unnecessarily as he tried to talk. I, um, I get drunk, I'll, uh, I'll indulge in risky sexual practices, I, um, I've even started to take drugs when I felt completely overwhelmed. You said your sister was hospitalized yesterday. The doc was clearly fishing. How did you deal with that? I... I called my dealer. Zack admitted. He felt like he was sitting in the principal's office in grade school. But, uh, um, Copper... Copper may have interfered with that. Your dragon seems to care for you a lot, Mr. Hale. The doctor smiled at Copper, who nodded slightly as he wrapped his tail protectively around Zack's neck. Copper was getting good vibes from this guy. He's been with me since I was three. Zack reached up and scratched Copper's head. He's, uh, he's been my eyes for nearly three years now. It's good to know you have at least one healthy, long-lasting relationship. Zack could hear the man tapping away on his tablet. Tell me more about how he helps you. He keeps me from running into things. Zack laughed a little, feeling more at ease now that the conversation was about his companion. He lets me know when people are too close. Reads documents for me. Uh, lends a listening ear when I need to vent. He's basically my lifeline. Do you have any human relationships that you would consider equivalent? Dr. Tory locked eyes with Copper, scratching a note on a nearby pad of paper and holding it up as he spoke to Zack. Do you think Zack is a danger to others? Copper shook his head slightly. The doctor nodded and started writing a new note. Zack... Unaware of their conversation, sighed and answered. No, I, um, I tend to push everyone away. Don't feel too bad about that. The doctor maintained his calming tone. There are few who wouldn't, given your situation. That doesn't mean it's healthy, but it's not unusual. Tell me a bit about your past. Dr. Tory held up his new note. Help him make a friend this week. Copper nodded once. He already had someone in mind.
Zack ran his hand through his hair again, tugging on it nervously this time. His left knee had begun to bounce as well. He wasn't sure when that action had started, but as soon as he noticed it, Zack willed the appendage to be still. Start with the academy. Copper's voice mimicked the doctor's. The little shit was definitely taking notes. Zack wouldn't be surprised if the reptile ended up utilizing many of the man's techniques at home. I guess I should start at the point where everything in my life began changing. Zack desperately didn't want to do this. But he took a deep breath and let it spill out. I, uh, I started dating a guy during my time at the police academy. I'm attracted to both men and women. And though I've always known it, I'd never really been with a man before him. We started out as friends. Then one night he asked me if I'd be interested in more. I initially just wanted to keep our friendship, but he convinced me to give it a try, and I fell for him pretty hard. Zack paused to see if the doc had a problem with his sexuality, but Dr. Tory remained silent. Zack took another steady breath before continuing. After we graduated, he proposed. Zack felt his heart rate rising. Why did this still hurt so much? I was over the moon. His voice cracked, and Zack cleared his throat. <clears> throat> my, um, uh, my mom and sister started planning the wedding. He and I started talking about houses and adoption. Everything was perfect, until I came home to find him in bed with some chick. Did something happen that would have driven you two apart? Dr. Tory asked softly, holding up a new note for Copper. Was it really perfect? The dragon shook his head. Daniel had been an abusive asshole throughout their entire relationship. Copper had hated him from the second he'd met him. Yeah. Zack began to pull on his fingers. I got a promotion. He didn't want me to take it, but we needed the money for the down payment on the house. We'd fought about it, and he'd agreed in the end that it was for the best. He even switched to night shift to help save up money because the pay was better. Zack was on the verge of tears. He'd pushed all of this down for so long. Talking about it so openly felt like exposing himself in front of his co-workers. The desire to run out of that office and get plastered was tugging at the back of his mind like an incessant toddler begging for a candy bar. Okay, we will definitely need to explore the emotions attached to that event, but for now, let's move on. Dr. Tory encouraged him to continue. Tell me about how you were blinded. She did it. Zack dug his fingers into his thighs as he spoke. I kicked him out the day I found him together, and as he was leaving, I told him I never wanted to see his face again. That witch he was with made it a reality. Copper noticed the doctor's eyebrow arc slightly as Zack said the word witch. Considering the world thought Zack had been injured in the line of duty, the doctor's surprise was well earned. So your condition is a curse. The man sounded shocked. Zack just nodded. It didn't feel like crying in front of a stranger. And elaborating further would certainly cause the tears to fall. Zack heard the doctor tap his tablet with a nail a few times before typing a few notes. I think I've gotten a good picture of what's going on. 
This is obviously hard for you to talk about, Mr. Hale, so we'll stop here for today. I'm going to write you a prescription for medical marijuana. Zack snorted, relaxing his tense posture in disbelief. Seriously? Weed? There was no way he'd be able to hide this from Levitt. I'll happily provide you with a note. He heard the doctor rip off a piece of prescription paper, which Copper quickly retrieved. No thanks. Zack scoffed as he tucked the slip of paper into his shirt pocket. I'm a cop, Doc. Medical or not, I'd lose my job for testing positive for THC. Cop or not, you could lose a lot more than your job if you ingest some street drug that's laced with God only knows what. Zack appreciated that the man was now talking to him normally. It felt like he was actually interacting with a human. At least weed won't kill you. Use it only when you cannot control the urge to get high. Understand? It's for emergencies. <laughs> yes, sir. Zack gave a half-hearted smile. Unaware that the man was holding up a new note for Copper. Make sure he uses it correctly. The dragon understood that the doctor wished to keep their interaction secret. The man had been reading every single physical sign of distress Zack had been making the entire time they talked. He was highly observant. Copper had tested his observation skills by flicking his tail randomly throughout the session, pleased to see that the man's eyes darted to the movement each time. It was clear that the doctor intended to use he and Zack's relationship to the fullest. This was a good first session, Zack. I'm proud of you for being able to open up as freely as you did. Dr. Tory stood and opened the office for them. As he turned back to them, a powder-gray wand fell from his coat pocket. He noticed Copper's hardened gaze and quickly tucked it away, hurrying to write a new note. White magic, and I never use it on patients. No kumbaya circle? Zack asked sarcastically as he stood, oblivious to the discovery that had just taken place. I'll be right back. I need to use the bathroom. Copper lied as he leapt from Zack's shoulder, landing on the doctor and bumping his tablet with his nose. The man opened it for him and gently set it down before walking to Zack's side. Is he okay? The doctor pretended Copper had already flown out. Zack stretched and took a step towards the door. Yeah, just drank too much before we came here. Well then, Dr. Tori winked at the little lizard before lightly taking Zack's elbow. Allow me to show you out in his absence. Zack flinched, but allowed the touch. Not because he needed the help, but because he trusted the man. Something about the doctor was comforting, almost familiar. Zack had been trying to pinpoint the feeling since the meeting had started. The moment the man touched his arm, he figured it out. This is how he'd always felt when he'd been talking with his father. Copper waited until they were through the door to start typing a note of his own. He knew Zack would be able to hear the vibrations on the tablet. Don't bring that to future meetings. He can feel its aura. If he finds out you're a witch, he'll automatically assume you've charmed him and stop coming. Satisfied with his message, the little dragon quietly made his way out the doctor's office and into the lobby. He spotted Zack at the reception desk and took flight, landing gently on the counter as a bubbly woman handed his human directions for the dispensary. 
Copper climbed onto his shoulders and read the paper as Zack held it up to him. Feel better? Zack asked him. Much. Copper was nervous as hell. He'd never lied to him before, but Zack needed this. He needed the guidance of a professional. If he found out that Dr. Tory was a witch, he'd not only stop coming, but he'd refuse to ever seek help again. See you next week, Mr. Hale. The receptionist giggled and waved as Zack turned to leave. She'd clearly never interacted with the visually impaired before. So what do you think? Copper asked as he guided Zack through the busy sidewalk. I think I need a drink. Zack laughed as Copper whipped him with his tail. I was kidding. But seriously, though, that was not an emotional roller coaster I needed to ride today. I'll have to go a few more times, I guess, just to see how this pans out. I still can't believe he's prescribed me weed. I like him, Copper said confidently. Seems smart. Zack sighed internally. You've always had a good judge of character. If I'd listened to you about Daniel, we wouldn't even be in this mess. Copper curled his little body lovingly around Zack's neck and continued to guide him. His human hadn't admitted this thought to the dragon before. It made the lizard both happy and sad. Commercial time! Commercial time! That's the only thing you kept? He watched as the little creature happily retreated to Natalie's bedroom, dragging the comfort object behind her. Yes, Natalie said, setting two full grocery sacks down on the counter. Now, how does steak and lobster sound for dinner? Hell yeah! Eli switched from concerned nephew to excited friend very quickly. What's the occasion? Moving in with my favorite nephew, of course. She gave him a hug and turned back to the bags. Slag, come here. I have a treat for you. Oh, good, Eli said as he sat down at the kitchen counter. She was pretty hungry when I got home. She was trying to open the refrigerator. The little dragon flew into the room, landing gracefully on the counter. Did you say treat? I sure did. Natalie pulled a small crappie out of her freshly purchased butcher's pail. Slag snatched it from her, taking off with it. Not on the carpet! Eli called after her. To his delight, Slag obeyed, staying on the kitchen's linoleum floor. He watched the little creature with great interest. I've never understood why Grandpa hated them. She's so smart and beautiful. Just look at those scales. She looks like a dark rainbow, Natalie. I never understood anything about that man. Natalie filled a skillet with butter, salt, pepper, and a dash of cooking wine. As it simmered, she began chopping up a variety of veggies, tossing them into the bubbling saute. So, how's the patient doing? Very well. Eli turned to her. She's responding perfectly to all treatments now. Hopefully we'll be able to send her home soon. <laughs> Good. Natalie thought about how frustrated and pent up Zack had been that morning. She hoped that his sister's recovery would remove some of that. Anything interesting coming to the hospital today? Well, now that you mention it. Eli stood and walked over to his lab coat that hung on the front door. We had a young woman come in that was drugged out of her mind. Unfortunately, we lost her. But these were in her pocket. I figured maybe you could take them to work. We've had several patients with the same symptoms as this particular woman, so I imagine this is the newest thing running in through the local drug scene. 
Natalie took the little cellophane baggie from him, examining the three tablets inside. She knew the trademark tiara of pentagrams stamped into them by heart. She'd only lived with the empirical coven for five years. Natalie opened the bag, wafting the air within towards herself. As the magical ether hit her nose, she instantly grew dizzy. The bag dropped from Natalie's hand, and Eli rushed to catch her as she fell. This concludes Chapter 6 of The Lure of a Traitor. I hope you enjoyed this reading, and I hope you come back for Chapter 7 next week. Have a wonderful day. Mm -hmm.